welcome everybody to another episode of Vertical Reality. My name is Tania Riaga and I'll be your host today. I have two very exciting news to share with you all. The first one is that the Instagram of Vertical Reality is up and running and you can follow the IG as vertical.reality and check out some info over there. The second and most important news of today is that we have a very special guest. His name is Pablo and his spiritual name is Narayana. And we'll be talking today, well mostly he'll be talking today, about how to conquer fear. I actually took one of his online courses on conquering fear through a page called Sadhana Now. And they give these amazing online courses on encouraging personal growth through transmitting traditional yogic teachings. And obviously they are a community of so much light. I admire everything they're doing. Their Instagram is the same as the name. So S-A-D-H-A-N-A and now N-O-W. I'll tag them and Pablo on the idea of vertical reality. How exciting that we now have an Instagram of vertical reality. I'm super, super excited about that. But anyways, I took Pablo's course and was completely shook, even though I knew him before. But his teachings really brought me to light about so many things. So I'm really honored that he is here today and that he was happy when I told him that I wanted him to be in my podcast. So I'm really excited because he showed me how to conquer fear and taught me so many lessons about what fear is and how the yogis view fear and this is what this episode will be about and I hope it enlightens you as much as it did when I first heard about it all. <laughs> so a little bit about Pablo. Pablo Narayana was born in Mexico City in 1985. So Yes, we are both from Mexico City. <laughs> he studied international business and when he finished university, he approached photography as a career. Let me just add that Pablo's pictures are amazing. Definitely go check him out. And it was later in 2011 that he took a yoga class that changed his life forever. Don't we all take a yoga class that changed our lives forever? I think it's... <laughs> I don't know. If you have not taken a yoga class that has changed your life forever, there's something you're doing wrong. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, But he took a yoga class that changed his life forever. And at that moment, he never thought he would become a yoga teacher. But his life story had something else planned for him. Because he went to an ashram to deepen his own practice. And since then, over the past three years, he has lived in ashrams, learning from great teachers. And part of his practice is sharing what he has learned. And he has also been sober since 2010 and puts all the possible time into working with other addicts. So, let's give a warm welcome to Pablo. Hello, Pablo. Welcome. Hi. Hello. Thank you very much, Tania, and thank you so much for allowing me to express these ideas in vertical reality. So first of all, we're going to start just repeating a mantra. Well, I'm going to repeat it and uh, you can close your eyes and just feel the effects of it. This is a mantra of purification. I'll explain a little bit after. Om, Om Sahana Bhavatu Sahana Ubunaktu Sahabiryam karabhavahai tejasvinavaditamastu 
So what we say in this mantra is that we ask the teachers to be present. We ask ourselves only to be instruments, in this case me, that I'm sharing. And uh, But most important and what I love about this mantra is that we ask that we never fight. Everybody, all of us, we never fight over our ideas, that we have an open mind so that these new concepts for some of us can come to wherever they need to be and that we never fight between us. And I find it very beautiful and I like to start and in our tradition we always start with this mantra. The idea is that I wanted to share with you guys what is... Uh, What is fear and how can we overcome it? And we're going to do it in a very short version of, uh, of what I normally teach with this. And hopefully you can apply some of these tools to your daily life. So first of all, I would like to start by saying, uh, what is fear? What, what is the main definition? And there might be many definitions about it. But Swami Shivananda, that is the master of uh, the lineage that I follow, that it's called Shivananda Yoga, says that it is an emotion. And this is an emotion that comes from the idea of losing something so first of all we have to understand that we feel fear and anger basically that are very uh, close emotions because we have an idea of losing something that we have that we already have and this is very very important and second I would like to also talk a little bit about what is our relationship with fear because fear is there for a reason fear is not bad there is not good or bad in yogic teachings okay and that's something very beautiful that we that we have as westerns to understand because we live with a lot of guilt guilt of doing something or not doing something or guilt of uh, feeling this or that emotion and the yogis say there is no good or bad so every emotion and everything that happens in our life happens for a reason and everything is perfect and not only that we have to learn from everything that we experience so that includes fear and the idea here is that fear is here to let us know something so fear Swami Shivananda says that there are two types of fear. There is the regular fear, to call it something, the normal fear, and the imaginary fear. And the normal fear is there so that we survive, basically, in this world, so that we check the street, the side before we cross the street, that we don't put our hand into fire, etc. You know, like these very simple preventions that we have, and, and they come from fear. You know, we have fear of dying of hunger, so we go out every day to, out to work. But the problem is when the imaginary fears come into play. Swami Shivananda says that 95% of our fears are imaginary and only 5% are real. So what Swami Shivananda is saying is that we could live our lives in a better way if we live only with those 5% of the fears that really tells us something, okay? So I'm just going to read a small uh, paragraph of a book of Swami Shivananda that is called Bliss Divine. And uh, here he talks about the imaginary fears and he says, Imaginary fears cause diseases, deplete all energies in man and woman, and produce all sorts of feverish excitement, low vitality, uneasiness, discomfort, disharmony, etc. When there is an epidemic of cholera or typhoid, fear is the predisposing cause. Man is terribly afraid of cholera, worries himself and imagines that the germs have entered his body. Imagination does serious havoc. He becomes 
a victim to the actual disease itself. What I really like about this is that Swami Shivananda is telling us, and uh, any relation with actual fears is just coincidence, but the, what Swami Shivananda is saying is that fear starts in an idea, that before the actual situation happens, the problem is that we imagine is going to happen. Because Swami Shivananda is telling us that the power of thought is even more important than the actual reality. And Swami Shivananda makes a lot of emphasis into thought. And I want just to point that the thoughts that we have really create our reality. That idea brings us to or gives us a lot of power because if we can control our thoughts, then we can create our destiny, we can create our habits, we can create our reality of our lives. Then how do thoughts cre are created in our mind? Thoughts are ideas, right? And the ideas come from the neurons in our heads and the neurons are cells and cells are created from what we eat. Not only what we eat in a physical form into food, but also everything that we let in in our bodies. If I wake up every day at 6 a.m. and before I do the Hanuman Chalisa, I go into the news and I see how many people have died in the world. And not only that, how many people have lost everything and how much violence there is in the world in this moment. Most likely, my morning meditation or my morning chant to Hanuman will be very affected. And by midday, I will be filled with this fear and I will react to life with this fear. And you know what's coming. You know, my relationships will be affected, my job will be affected, and I will feel very bad. But what if I wake up every morning, I left my phone the last night in plain mode, and before checking Instagram, before checking WhatsApp, before anything else, I sit and meditate, and then I chant from my heart, and I cultivate this love to life. And after these exercises that can take, I don't know, depend, depends on everyone's practice, but it can take, what, 20 minutes, then I start my day. Then I open the newspapers. Then I check this online, I don't know, site or social networks or whatever. And my life will be very, very different. Also, Swami Shivananda talks a lot about gratitude. So gratitude is one of the first antidote of fear. So if in the morning we start by being grateful of two or three th simple things in our life, our day will be with less fear, less anger, and it would be a better day. And also, very important, if before we go to sleep, we're just grateful for two or three things that happen during the day before we close our eyes and say, okay, off. Also, it will have a great impact in our lives. Why do men and women experience so much fear and the yogis say the only answer or the main answer to this is that attachment is what caused this fear like i started saying we feel this emotion because we feel we're gonna lose something that we have and that is the main cause of fear we have i have this is my car this is my iphone my computer my book etc etc the idea of me and mine is what causes this huge fear that we see in humanity and that we experience all the time, all of us. Swami Shivananda says that as long as we see more than one in the equation, there will be fear. And what he means by this is that as long as I feel and I see the world with this understanding of separation, this understanding that Tanya is on her house right now and I'm here and my mom is in her house, etc. And everybody's looking for their own benefit. I will feel fear because I see eight 
billion people in the world as a threat to my things, to my wellness. And, uh, and what Joey says is that we have to cultivate this idea of oneness. In the tradition that I, that I study, that it's called Advaita Vedanta, the, the philosophy, we believe world one, just like waves in the ocean. The ocean is this huge reality, this perfect mass of love that is the only thing that really exists. And we, every single human, are just a manifestation of this vast ocean. And every wave exists and ceases to exist and then it will exist again. But there is nothing, it cannot be separated from this ocean. The wave cannot exist without the ocean. The same for us, okay? We cannot exist apart from this reality. And the yogis say that the main tool to overcome fear is to see everything as alone. See this body and this mind as alone, as a great opportunity to work all our attachment, all our fears, all our karma, basically. But in order to overcome fear, we have to cultivate this perception, this notion that everything will disappear. And because I don't want to bring you bad news, but all of us, Every single of the humans that are in Earth in this moment will die. And the problem is we live this life like if that is not going to happen. And we see death and growing up, we see it as a very negative thing. And I'm not going to go into details because we don't have that much time. But the problem is that society is telling me all the time, yeah, stay young. Only young people are worth it. You know, like the more you're young, the, the better you will be, the more happy you will be. And the problem is we grew up with that idea. So what happens when we see each other on the mirror every single morning and then I see a new gray hair or I see a new wrinkle in my, in my face, it's a reminder that I will die, okay? So life is very wise and it's telling me every day, Pablo, Narayana, be wise because you're dying. We are dying every day. But that is not bad. That is amazing. If you see it like uh, as how wise nature is and how perfect I was saying that life is, it even comes with these beautiful reminders that tells us with a lot of love, you are going to disappear. You're not eternal. This body and this mind is not eternal. But the yogis, to bring some hope to you, tells us that we will never cease to exist. But they talk about this wave uh, and ocean part. To the wave, they call it Atman. This Atman is eternal. And so basically they say that we suffer because we are ignorant, because we don't know who we really are. And based on that, they say that there is nothing worse than not knowing who we are. But the only thing that is worse than that is thinking we know who we are. Okay, so the only thing worse to not knowing who we are is thinking I know who, who am I. And I think I am Pablo, I'm 34 years old, I, I live in Mexico in this moment, and in Spain maybe later, etc. All these characteristics that I have as a human. But they say, no, you are this eternal soul that is having this experience of human that may last, I don't know, by God's grace, a hundred years or 80 years or whatever life has for me. And that then it will continue its journey as a wave that goes again to the ocean and then comes again. So you don't have to be sad because the only thing that will disappear, just like every single house in the world will disappear and everything that is material will disappear. They say your body is the same. In the Bhagavad Gita, that is like the Bible of the yogis, Krishna explains to Arjuna. Arjuna is a warrior that represents all of us. And Krishna, that is God, 
explains to Arjuna that it's like changing clothes every day. By the end of the day, you take off your dirty clothes, you put on clean clothes, and you go to sleep. And the same in the morning, you put on clean clothes, and your pyjama, you either put it in the basket for laundry or use it again. But the idea is that you don't cry every time you change clothes. You do it in a natural way. The yogis explain to us that with death, it's exactly the same. So why am I talking to death when I talk about fear? Because it's the main and biggest attachment we have as humans. The thinking that we are this body and we are this mind. And from that fear comes the rest of the fear. The fears that we experience every day, they all come from this from this basic fear of thinking, I am this body and I am this mind. And just to finish, why is there yoga in the equation or how does yoga place in this equation? Yoga as we know it, the asanas, the pranayama, the meditation, the karma yoga, the kirtan in bhakti yoga, the study in jnana yoga, all these four paths come as purification, purification of our body and our mind so that we can accept this part, so that we can merge into this oneness and stop suffering and understand that we are eternal bliss and that we are just part of this ocean. So they say that once we're there, suffering will end completely. All fears will be gone. So that's the that's the homework, which is not a simple one, but it's a beautiful one because it's it's a beautiful journey. And uh, yeah, I can only invite you to try to practice. Sadhana means spiritual practice. So I encourage you to find your sadhana and just uh, practice it so that we make the best of this beautiful experience of having a human birth that the yogis say it's like winning the lottery. So I pray you get a little bit of uh, tools from this uh, talk and I just want to finish by thanking again Vertical Reality, thanking Tania and uh, thanking all of you for taking some minutes to listen to me and I pray and I hope that we all meet in person one day soon. Om Namah Shivaya. Thank you so much, Pablo, for sharing all your insightful thoughts. I'm really grateful for everything that you said. I think it's very relevant and especially nowadays with the current situation. So thank you everyone for listening. Remember, the Instagram for Vertical Reality is just vertical.reality. And I hope you can find us there. And I hope this helped. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Until next time. Bye-bye.